Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Heavenly Father, thank you for the moment right in front of us. And I pray, Lord, I pray this message would just resonate in people's hearts and they'd go after this with everything that they've got. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever driven a car? It's probably less common now, but if you are a uni student, maybe you're still encountering it. Um, have you ever driven a car and it gets to a certain speed and it starts to rattle? It's like um, a bit shaky. Well, back in 2007, I left my, well, my, my good job with a company vehicle. And so I was without a vehicle. We were trying to build the little church that we were leading. And I, I picked up, I, I created a little business on the side to keep us going. And my brother, we were so broke, my brother gave us an old ute. And I love that old ute. But I remember even driving it back from his house. Once I got to about 80, 85 kilometers an hour, everything rattled. Yeah, I mean, everything was rattling. It was you could just hear it everywhere and the steering wheel shook and, and you knew you just don't push it beyond here. It wasn't trusted to go any faster uh, than where the, the, the speed was sitting. I mean, you contrast that with um, my favorite driver ever. Um, thank you, David Mahalanen. Uh, it was, David was at church and he, he, he used to look after a Ram dealership and he had a test drive vehicle. And I begged him for a little drive and he allowed me to drive the 1500 Ram, leather trim, V8 engine, beautiful inside and out. And that thing, you can go a long way before you lose trust in it. In fact, that car is so trustworthy that my trust of speed ran out, not at where its capacity ended, but where mine did. And so when you have low trust, well, the speed at which we can move is slow and, and the limits on what we can do are slow or small. And when we have high trust, the speed at which something can move and what can happen becomes greater. The limits come off and the possibilities increase. And so today I, I want to talk about trust with you and this idea, what, what if you and I and we as a church truly lived as a trusted of God? What if you and I as individuals, and us as a church truly lived as the trusted of God. And I want us to think about that today. Imagine God could trust you with anyone, anything, infinitely more. Imagine that. That God knew he could trust you. The, the people knew that they could trust us with anyone, anything, and infinitely more. What a place to live. I, I think the Bible speaks to the ability to live in that kind of trusted place, to be that kind of trusted person and that kind of trusted church. And so I want to take you to it in a moment and a person who lived this and who God could trust with anyone, anything, and infinitely more than uh, you would have thought. So how to become the highly trusted by God and people, and today especially by God, how to become the highly trusted by God. And so here's a question. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, this one of my obsessions, this subject, has been since my 20s, since I read this passage of scripture that we're going to, which, which just, I saw something in it that we'll see today and it changed my life. And so here's a question I regularly ask myself, who, what, and how much can God trust me with right now? Who, what, and how much 
can God trust me, trust me with right now? And, and, and then a, a follow-up question is, who, what, and where, or how much, sorry, can God not trust me with yet? It's not that I won't be able to, but that, you know, if you think about it deeply enough, you couldn't trust me with it yet. When I look at my diary, when I look at even this week, I know that personally, God couldn't trust me with more people to personally, pastorally care for. Just if, it, if he did, they'd fall through the cracks. I know that that's the case. And so that's the two questions I ask. What, what can he trust me with right now? What, what can he not trust me with yet? And then obviously things broader than that. And my determination is this, to bridge the gap, to bridge the gap at every opportunity to become one who can be trusted with anyone, anything, and infinitely more. To bridge the gap between where I'm at and what I can be trusted with. And that's what I want for you as well. For you and I to become the trusted of God. Um, so how to become highly trusted by God and by people. Let me take you to, I think, um, uh, it's certainly my inspiration and revelation on this. But also, it, it, allow, it gives us the keys to becoming the highly trusted of God. Here we go. Genesis chapter 45, verses 1 to 9. It says, it's Joseph. He's second in charge to Pharaoh and his brothers, who he's been estranged from for all of his adult life, having sold him into slavery, abort, slavery, slavery abort before him. I mean, the Egyptian empire, he is the second most powerful person in the ancient Egyptian empire. And his brothers are broke and out of food. That's how poor they are. And they're standing in his presence. And this is a scene that takes place after they haven't seen each other for many, many years. Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, out, all of you. And so he was alone with his brothers uh, when, he, when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and he wept. He, 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 went, he wept loudly, so loudly that the Egyptians could hear him and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. He said, I am Joseph um, to his brothers. Is, is my father still alive? But his brothers were... They were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please, please come closer, he said to them. So they, they did. They, they came closer. And he said again, I'm Joseph. I'm, I'm your brother whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. Listen to this next line. He says, but, but don't be upset. And don't be angry with yourselves for selling me into this place. It was God. It was God who sent me ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last for five more, and there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors, in another version, to bring about your deliverance. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. That's quite a role. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. So come down to me immediately. Uh, we're talking about the highly trusted of God. Well, Joseph is as highly trusted as any individual I've ever seen in the history of humanity. And for us, and especially if you believe in God, this is full of gold and what it is to be and how to become 
the trusted of God. So, so here's the first thing. If you've been around church with me for a while, you'll have heard this, but stay with me. We're going to drill down underneath it after I set this up in a couple of minutes. First thing is this. Trust has a paradigm. Trust has a paradigm. Genesis 45 verse 7, part of what we just read says, Joseph says to them, God has sent me ahead of you. God. God sent me ahead of you. It wasn't you. It was God. God sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors, to bring about a great deliverance. And here's Joseph's paradigm. It's very simple. And it's how the, it's the paradigm of the highly trusted of God. This is it. If I don't get this, I'll never quite get there. If I do get this, I'll be able to live there. The highly trusted of God, where anyone and anything and infinitely more is possible to be trusted to you and to me. Here it is. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me, what I do, what I lead, who I am. Joseph understood that where he'd been brought to and all that he'd gone through and the moment that he was in, it was not about him. This is so, so big. I think it's even bigger in the age that we live is, is the paradigm of the trusted starts with this. It's not about me, what, what I've got, it's not about me, who I am, it's not, a, it's not about me, what, any influence, any authority, any gifting, all of that, it's not a, about me, it's about way, way more than that. And so Joseph gets this, it's not about me, he says, God sent me ahead, you, ahead, of, ahead of you, it's about God to bring about a deliverance, it's about cause for you and your family, it's about people, it's about the paradigm that the trusted of God live out of is not about us it's about god his cause and the people he loves which is all of humanity just for the record it's about god it's about cause and it's about the people he loves and when a person carries that paradigm into any situation that they face it fundamentally changes the outcomes they come up with the way in which they navigate the conversation and the thing that they're in, all kinds of things. The trusted of God live, a, live with a paradigm that is about God, his cause, and the people that he loves. And so, you know, I remember reading this and seeing that for the first time in my 20s and going, I want to be that person. I want to be that person before God. I want to live like that before God. And I I don't know if I use those words that we're using here, but I wanted to be so trusted of God that he could trust me with anyone and anything and infinitely more. And I, I, I'm on that journey and I want to hopefully rally you to go on that journey as well, that you would live with the paradigm of the trusted, that he could trust you with anyone and and anything and infinitely more. And, and, and you know, such an incredible place to live. Since the day I recognized that, I, I've sought to live it. I, I haven't perfected it. I'm growing in it, I hope. And, and I live in pursuit of, of becoming that person. I, I long for the day when literally I might find myself in the place, not of Joseph, but as Joseph, where it could, it could be said of me that God could trust me with anyone, anywhere, at any moment, like infinitely more, whatever it is. And so I want to live in pursuit of that. I want to rally your heart, I hope, today to chase and pursue the same thing in your life, not with a striving, with an ease, but going after it, the trusted of God and the trusted by people. Imagine getting to the place where what is what, what the opportunity given to Joseph is what God could trust us with as well.
you know, to, to go there, we have to establish trust at our core. And we have to um, overcome and, and establish trust on our fringes, the, the core of our life and then on the, all the fringes of our life. And so imagine what can happen when that goes when that goes on, the trusted of God. So, so here are, I'm going to, I've got seven ways. I'm not going to deliver them all in this message. In the next few minutes, I might deliver three. But, but in the time that I've got, I want to give you seven ways to develop a high trust paradigm. Seven ways to, uh, tr to develop the paradigm of it's a, not about me. It's about God, his cause, and the people he loves. Seven ways. And so let's just make a start and see how we go. Here's, here's the first one from this passage in Joseph's life. Again, Genesis 45 verses 8 and 9 in the Living Translation say this. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he's the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. It was, it was God. And look who he's made me and look at what he's done. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. So here's the first thought. Number one, the paradigm of the trusted. Number one, informs how we leverage power and influence. When we live with the, power, uh, the paradigm of the trusted, it then informs how we leverage power and influence. Joseph is in this moment. He says, hey, I want you to know. He's not trying to establish that he's a big deal. That's obvious in their eyes. He's trying to establish that, that his power and influence is not about him. It's to be leveraged for God and for them. And, and, and the trusted prove that they can be trusted with power and influence. Joseph possesses power and influence on a scale it's almost impossible for us to grasp in, in the age in which we live. I mean, you know, think about people who have power and influence, Mark Zuckerberg and um, Jeff Bezos and the President of the United States, kind of. Um, they, they, people who have real power, they have nothing on the power of, of Joseph in the ancient world. And yet he doesn't even for a moment leverage it for him. He can be trusted. And this has begun way back when in the small and seemingly incidental where he was just a servant in a house that he established that he could be trusted with power and with influence. And so as we think about that, Joseph leverages all his power and influence for their best interests. It was God who sent me ahead of you to preserve your lives. In the middle of all his mixed emotions about, and, and given all his absolute power, he doesn't leverage even for a moment, not even 1% of his power and influence for his own advantage. Not a thing. It's all about God. It's all about them. Not a thing. He doesn't make anything in this highly emotional moment about him. Joseph can be trusted with the moment because he has proven himself with power and influence on a smaller scale. And when you can be trusted with this moment, when you have all the power, when you have all the influence, when someone, the, the people in front of you have done the wrong thing and those who should have had your back haven't had your back and you are confronted with the moment and now the power is in your hand, what we do with it will reveal if we are the trusted and can be the trusted of God. If it's not about me, if it's about God, his cause and the people that he loves, that becomes powerful in our lives. I've written here, Joseph doesn't even leverage the one percenters right out on the fringe. He doesn't leverage the harvest. He doesn't leverage his name. He doesn't leverage his position. He doesn't leverage, he doesn't overwritten, he doesn't take a swipe at them. Not even for a moment. Remember, 
If you know your Bible, back in Genesis 37, when he's young, he tells them his dream, how this moment in front of them will happen. But when the moment arrives, he's so changed, he's so grown up, so trusted of God, that when the moment comes, he doesn't even say, I told you so. He doesn't do any of it. There's no proving how big a deal he is. There's no making them small and making himself big. It's just all about them. He takes all of it, not even a 1%. So fixed was Joseph's paradigm and so proven his trust that Joseph could be trusted to do the right thing with absolute power in the most emotionally driven moment of his life. That's where you want to get to. So, you know, where do you have power? Where do you have it? Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a boss, maybe... Maybe you're the star employee. I don't know. Where do you have power and influence? Maybe, maybe it's your popularity. Maybe it's your gift, like where you work, where you function. It's, it's really needed. What, what, maybe it's just the power of a given circumstance because like this one, someone's wronged you and you're in the right. When you find yourself, when I find myself in those moments and in those places, Am I establishing, am I again proving that I can be the trusted of God for cause and people? Not make it about me, not even by a one percenter, just like Joseph. It's the difference between, you know, routinely trusted and the highly trusted of God with anyone, anywhere, and infinitely more. So that's number one. Here's number two. The paradigm of the highly trusted can be counted on when a thing cuts deep. says here, then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians could hear him and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. And it goes on. He wept so loudly. He, he was, this is a moment where he is cut deeply by those who betrayed him most and should be the ones you can trust the most. And, 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 but he, he's even then, even when he's cut deeply, so trusted and so proven is Joseph that he comes up with the right decision. He doesn't make them beg or sweat or anything. In fact, he does the opposite. He, 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 if you listen to it, he says um, he, he wants to ease their pain. He wants them not to worry. He wants them to forget about their concern. He says, don't worry. You didn't bring me here. God did. I want you to put that out of your mind. He's saying, I'm here to deliver you, not to demean you. I'm here for you. I'm not against you. As deeply wounded and betrayed as he has been in this moment, because his paradigm is about God, cause and people, because it's about that, Joseph is able to step into this moment and be all about them. Oh, that has power. That can be trusted. And I, and I think about that in my own lives. I've been on this journey to be this person across my life. You know, I've gotten that wrong. But you know, as I age... Whenever, I've, whenever I get it wrong, even when I get it wrong, I want to make sure I put it right. I hope this helps you today because if you've made it about you in a moment that you could leverage or whatever that cut deeply, hey, there's a chance to go back even though we were the person who was cut deeply. There's a chance to go back and make it right so, and, and repent and put it right with them and put it right before God and ensure that we become the, the, the trusted of him. Whenever I get this wrong, I always want to put it right. And I hope I can get to the place where I'm not getting it wrong anymore. When we keep the paradigm right, it's amazing um, how things go. And here's the third and final thought as we wrap this today. The paradigm of the highly trusted 
Number three, deals in bottom lines every time. Deals in bottom lines every time. Uh, in verse seven and eight, he says, God sent me ahead of you to, and your families to preserve many survivors. The bottom line was he was here to ensure their deliverance. That's why he was here. And Joseph never lost sight of the bottom line here. Why? Because it wasn't about him. Being in charge wasn't about him. Having influence wasn't about him. Being the man of God, it wasn't about him. All, the, all that he had, it wasn't about him. He knew he was there for their deliverance. He just kept the bottom line in front of him. And so, you know, thinking about our lives and situations that require us to become the highly trusted, you know, what, what's the bottom line that it needs? Under pressure, in whose best interest will we act? Let's, let's make sure we work out what the bottom line is, make it God cause people. And uh, let's be those kinds of people. I, I believe with all my heart that God is looking for you and for me, for us and for us as a church to be those kinds of people in that kind of place. So let's go on the journey. Next opportunity we get, let's, let's, let's establish that we're going to be the trusted of God. Let's take the moment in front of us and let's continue to move forward at the opportunities that present and let's establish that we indeed are the trusted of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.